A Thursday morning here at 20 in a row, Wax 104.5. And look for another hot, muggy day today. We're going to get to, oh, about 86, 87. And maybe a chance of rain late overnight and early into Friday. Then it'll move out. And then it looks like a pretty sunny weekend. Not real hot, but warm. Well into the 70s on Saturday and Sunday. And then a chance of rain again on Monday with highs in the low 70s. It's 71 right now. We'll get about 86, as we said, 87 degrees. So, again, it's uh, still summertime here in Wisconsin, and hopefully you are enjoying it. Some places reporting a little fog this morning, so be careful. Speaking of fog, Scott's with us this morning as we do the chores. I'm Bob. And I'm Scott. Boy, why does fog make you think of me? I don't know. <laughs> hey, how's the, uh, how's the skunk population down around your place? They all hanging out at your place? Yeah, they found the bird feeder uh, last <laughs> night or the night before last, and they're going to have to be uh, removed one way or the other. A couple of skunks here. It's always fun, you know. Oh, How's the deer good. population in your backyard? <laughs> Haven't seen. I got new neighbors who told me before they moved in. They said, "Oh, we we want to move in here," and uh, we heard there are a lot of deer around here. I said, "There are a lot of deer around here. You'll see them probably every morning." Haven't seen one since they moved in, so they nothing, think, nothing. I think I'm a liar, but it doesn't break my heart. They belong in the woods, not in my backyard, eating flowers and plants and everything else. So, yep. But Boy, the, I tell you, one thing about the weather, we can kind of complain about the weather being a little over the edge warm in the past 48 hours here, but I'm looking right down the old Mississippi River and looking at that big blob of red, orange, and green that they call Hurricane Laura that hit that Louisiana and Texas coast last night. Yeah, I, I'm okay being here. I was going to say, we can put up with uh, some snowstorms and blizzards. They say they're, with that storm, the biggest storm to hit the coast, I think it's Category 4, they yep. say there could be people without power for months, you know, not days or weeks, but months. So this is, and I would imagine we'll have some of the crews from Wisconsin taking their utility trucks and heading south once this all calms down. But, yeah, I'll take our weather any day. Yep. We can have some tornadoes and things like that, which can be very dangerous, obviously. But, boy, it's not like what they get down there along the coast. So we pray for them, and hopefully everybody survives. But that's Absolutely. some nasty stuff. All right, we got some uh, things going on. I just uh, saw this morning that Tomorrow, Joe Biden is going to get together with uh, some congressional leaders, uh, Agriculture Committee Chair Colin Peterson and others, as well as farmers, and have a, a roundtable. Uh, I guess you can, it's a virtual event, and he's going to include uh, con congressional leaders like Colin Peterson and farmers and ranchers who will all talk to Joe Biden's plan for rural America and support for farmers and ranchers. So that's going on on Friday. Of course, tonight, President Trump will accept the nomination of the Republican Party and uh, give his acceptance speech, which is always interesting to, to hear his comments. So we'll, we'll hear that. A lot that going is. on. Boy, we got uh, so much going on. And, of course, a uh, major Wisconsin farm organization. Annual meeting is going to be a little different going, this year. So Going virtual. Yep. Going virtual, the Farm Bureau. Yep, we'll talk about that, too, as we go along this morning. And maybe we can... Catch up with Joe Brogger down at Independence, see what the reasons are. Obviously, we know the reason is COVID-19, but, you know, that's a pretty big convention, and uh, get it down to two days is going to, excuse me, going to be a challenge, but uh, we'll find out. All right, Revolution Coffee is calling you, I suppose. 
It is, and it should call everybody down at Black River Falls. Great coffee, great tea, lots of adult drinks, and interesting cool drinks that'll keep you nice and cool on a day like today, including my favorite, the Einstein. I'll let them tell you what it is. And it doesn't have anything to do with me, but good food, too. Ah, me good. and Dragon Black River. All right, that's Revolution Coffee. We'll talk to you after the top of the hour. We will. There goes Mr. Scott this morning. As we're looking for about 71 right now, 86, partly sunny. As we get into overnight hours, it looks like a front moving through here. Chance of some rain ending early on Friday. Awesome. All right, it's six o'clock, or it's five o'clock rather. This is one hundred four point five FM WAXX Eau Claire. We've got seventy-one degrees right now. Some folks are reporting a little fog in the area too, so be careful. It'll be partly sunny later on tonight. Looks like maybe some rain overnight, but that should end early on Friday. And this is one hundred four point five FM WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some morning news. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. Hurricane Laura has made landfall in southwest Louisiana as an extremely dangerous Category 4 storm. Laura came on shore around 1 a.m. local time near Cameron, Louisiana, four hours west of New Orleans. National Hurricane Center Director Ken Graham says Hurricane Laura is going to have drastic impacts. With this uh, wind, wind speed and with this storm surge, absolutely, this, is, uh, this changes the map. This is that type of storm. He pointed to the roughly 150 mile per hour wind speeds and high levels of storm surge. Graham said the 15 to 20 feet of expected surge is devastating and not survivable. Vice President Mike Pence is praising President Trump's response to the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. Pence spoke to the Republican National Convention from Fort McHenry in Baltimore and said the administration's response has been aggressive and unprecedented. He also said the U.S. is on track for a safe coronavirus vaccine by the end of this year. Pence expressed sympathy for families who have lost loved ones in the ongoing outbreak. He also praised the heroism of frontline workers. Prosecutors in Kenosha, Wisconsin, will determine whether or not to bring charges against the police officer who shot Jacob Blake on Sunday. District Attorney Michael Gravely said that they will make that decision based on whether or not the officer committed any crimes that can be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. An officer shot Blake several times during an arrest attempt. Gravely asked for patience with the investigation and a proper decision. The Centennial Park bomber is looking for a new sentence. Eric Rudolph is in the middle of serving four life sentences without parole in connection to the Atlanta attack that killed two people during the 1996 Summer Games along with three other bombings. Local media reports that Rudolph's attorney has recently filed a request for resentencing. And glasses believed to once belong to Mahatma Gandhi are going to a new home after being sold at auction for more than 17 times their initial estimate. The iconic round glasses sold at auction last week in Europe for about $340,000. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Boy, oh boy, do you think that DA down in Kenosha is getting a whole lot of sleep? Whoa, what a decision to have to make. But he's in that job, and that's what he's commissioned to do. So we'll see what he does come up with. Three minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll tell you about the weather. It's not bad, cooling off a little bit. Still today, though, still going to be hot and humid. In fact, the humidity probably... Won't go away for two or three days, but it looks like the temperatures will at least drop a little bit. We'll tell you more. You know that taking care of the people who count on you means taking on the toughest problems and that there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all solution. We're Bremer Bank. We know your path to success won't look like anyone else's, and we're ready to help you make your way. Let's see what we can do together. 
Find out more at bremer.com. At Drylock Technologies in Eau Claire, they're committed to supporting your lifestyle. They know it's more about what happens after work than what happens at work. They're hiring production operators to join their team and grow with them. So whether you're a hunter or want time with your family, they'll provide the career and paycheck to make your future possible. Visit workatdrylock.com to see how they bring health to you with an on-site wellness center with primary care, physical therapy, and fitness center to save you time and money. At Drylock, they invest in you with growth tracks, so you set your own training and promotion pace, and they'll support your work-life balance, giving you a schedule where you can work half the days of the year and have more time for the tree stand or the dinner table. Visit job openings or apply today at workatdrylock.com. That's work at drylock.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Another pretty hot and uh, humid day today. 86, partly sunny. Later on tonight, an overnight chances of rain into early Friday morning. We'll be about 66 overnight tonight. 77 tomorrow with that chance of rain early. Then the sun's coming back out Saturday and Sunday about 76 both days. Then a chance of rain again on Monday, cooling off to a high of only 71 on Monday. But again, hot and humid today, so be careful with the livestock if you're transporting them to a sale barn someplace or wherever you may be going. Right now, it's 66 in Rice Lake, 67 a little fog around Medford, 73 in Wausau, 71 in Marshfield, Green Bay at 75. We've got Madison Sun Prairie at 76. Milwaukee's all the way up to 79. La Crosse didn't cool off much either. They're 78. And here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area right now, 71. Looking for a high about 86 today. We're also looking for the markets next. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get to those early morning markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Mr. Scott rejoins us with the cash livestock trade. Choice and prime fed beef steers are at 101 to 109 and three quarters with mixed 93 to a dollar. Choice and prime fed beef heifers at a dollar to a dollar 11 and a quarter with mixed 85 to 99 and a half. Choice and prime fed Holstein steers 88 to 94 and three quarters with select 70 to 85. Cows are at 45 to 57 and a half with the tops 50 to 70 and bulls 69 to 95. On the hog side, butcher hogs are 32 and down, sows 13 to 16, boars 5 and down. Shorn or rather new crop market lambs are at 117 to 136, old crop market lambs 110 to 117, and feeder lambs are at 135 to 198. All right, sir, we'll uh, talk to you and get get your news ready. We'll get that in a few moments. Getting it ready. All right, there he goes. Last of our livestock markets today. Cash trade on the futures at the Mercantile Exchange. We've got October live cattle, 
107 even. That was down a dollar seventy seven. December one ten fifty two down a dollar seventeen. And February cattle one thirteen fifteen. That was down one oh seven. Feeder cattle for September at one forty one seventy seven down a dollar thirty. October at one forty one ninety two down a dollar fifteen. November feeder cattle one forty two forty two down one twenty seven. And January one forty seventy down one fifty two. Lean hog carcass contracts for October at fifty five fifty five. That was down forty. December at fifty six thirty two down thirty five. February at one sixty two seventy two down a nickel. And the April contracts at one sixty seven even. And that was down a dime. On the Board of Trade, hot, dry weather and a few export sales also had the markets higher yesterday and overnight. December corn up a fraction from yesterday's day trade up uh, to three fifty-five a bushel. December oats up two cents at two sixty-six. November beans up four at nine twenty-eight a bushel. And soybean meal for October was down a dime at two hundred ninety-four dollars and twenty cents a ton. December wheat up a penny at five forty-one. As far as dairy markets are concerned, barrel cheese was up three and a quarter at one forty-three and three quarters. The blocks up four and one quarter at one eighty-seven and a quarter. The butter down two at a dollar and a half a pound. Class three futures. Well, the day before we had uh, what four months up the limit seventy-five cents. Well, we lost not all of that, but we lost some of that in the trade yesterday. August class three settled unchanged at nineteen fifty-nine, but September back under sixteen dollars now at fifteen eighty-three, as it was down seventy-two cents. October class three seventeen fifty four down twelve. November seventeen fifty four also that was down thirty three. And December class three down forty cents at seventeen oh seven. And that's the way the early morning markets look here. Brought to you by the folks at Rural Mutual Insurance. And uh, we're going to get uh, Scott back here and take a look at some of our markets. We're about ten minutes after five o'clock at wax. Tequila. Jared Neiman, Tequila Kisses. That's a nice slow dance, don't you think, Scott? Oh, that That's mellow, let me tell you. There you go, Tequila Kisses. And uh, yeah. Scott was so excited he wanted to get on the air during that uh, during that song. So uh, That's right, we don't mess around. I guess not. But uh, Jared Neiman, Tequila Kisses on Wax, 13 minutes after 5 o'clock, and some news in agriculture. What's going on? As we said earlier, another major farm meeting in Wisconsin is going virtual instead of live. Joe Bragger, uh, president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, said this week that the Farm Bureau Board has decided this year's annual meeting will be virtual because of the COVID-19 threat. That meeting will begin Friday, December 4th and end on Saturday, December 5th. And with little or to no fanfare, U.S. and Chinese trade officials met Monday evening by telephone to assess the status of the Phase 1 trade deal between the two countries. U.S. Trade Ambassador Robert Lighthizer led the U.S. side and said they talked about steps China's taken to make changes as called for in the agreement that will ensure greater protection for intellectual property rights, remove barriers to American companies when it comes to 
agriculture and financial services and eliminate forced technology transfers. They also brought up Chinese, the China's recent increases in purchases of U.S. agricultural products and what they need to do to meet their purchase obligations during the first year of that deal. Both sides said they're committed to making that deal work. The money is slowly getting out to farmers under the coronavirus food assistance program. As of Monday, the government had sent out just over $9.2 billion, up from just over $9 billion from the week before. Livestock producers have gotten the biggest check so far, $4.6 billion, with dairy farmers getting about $1.7 billion. Iowa farmers have gotten the most from the program, $921 million. Nebraska is second, followed by Minnesota, Texas, and California. And the U.S. isn't the only country having the debate over the safety of the herbicide ingredient glyphosate. Mexican officials say they will phase out, phase out its use by 2024, rather. And uh, there's a disagreement between Mexico's agriculture and environmental ministries about that decision. Agriculture leaders say that product is safe, and without it, Mexico will have to import huge amounts of agricultural products to feed their people. But environmental interests are saying just the opposite and have cited studies to show the dangers of using the product. Any government-led food projects in Mexico already have stopped using products such as Roundup. Yeah, that challenge continues, and the lawsuits uh, continue in this country as well, so not good. And uh, we've got uh, a lot of names. I know you started the other day talking about the sesquicentennial farms in Wisconsin. We just like to say sesquicentennial. Yeah, I sure do. I only say it once. (laughs) (laughs) That means if it's been in the family 150 years... And they're getting recognized. So, you know, that's that's 150 years. That's a long time. That really is. I think our family farm made it just over 100 years. I'm living on the Iman uh, homestead, which made it probably 110 years or something like that. 150, that's amazing. Yeah, it really is. All right, well, uh, I'm going to share some more of those names, and then uh, we'll catch up with you a little bit later on and get some more news. Yes, we will. All right, there goes uh, Scott. He'll be rejoining us. It's almost 17 minutes after 5, but again, more of those sesquicentennial farming operations in Wisconsin. Let's go over to Marathon County. Penny and Jason Borchardt, or Borchardt, however they pronounce their name, but uh, Penny and Jason's family been on their place over in the Edgar area for at least 150 years up in Polk County. Carol Brenholt Medchill in the Cushing area. And in Trampolo County, Jessica and Kevin Berg in Osseo. They've been on their farm for, uh, their family has, they haven't, their family has been on that family farm for 150 years. And in Wapaka County, Angela and Timothy Stearns at Wyoiga. So congratulations to those and uh, all of them around the state. There are a lot of them, a lot of them not in our listening area, of course, but uh Again, tremendous accomplishment to keep those operations, even if their current family isn't operating, they're still titled to the same family as they have been for 150 years, and uh, that is something. Also, some other things uh, going on here. We want to tell you once again, Joe Biden 
Democratic candidate for president, is going to be hosting a National Farmers and Ranchers Roundtable with U.S. House uh, Agriculture Committee Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota. That's going to be Friday, August 10th, and they're going to start that at 10 o'clock in the morning. And uh, members of the public who wish to join and watch that can uh, RSVP the uh, Biden campaign. Get a hold of the campaign, and they'll tell you how you can get uh, online to view that and find out what his policies for agriculture are. We haven't heard or seen much of anything as far as Biden's policy yet. Also coming up uh, this weekend, uh, Saturday, August 29th, and then on the 30th as well, Eau Claire Bitten Spur Saddle Club having a barrel race. Starts at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning out at the Bitten Spur Club. Uh, I guess we'd call that uh, west of Eau Claire. Also, the uh, Cranberry Growers having another Cranberry Brown Bag Seminar. That will be tomorrow at noon. It's a Zoom meeting, and they'll talk about COVID-19, harvest safety, resources to find employees, harvest communications, and uh, crop reports, and open questions with consultants and scientists. So if you're uh, in the Cranberry business, you want to get on that. It's noon tomorrow, and register in advance with the Cranberry Growers Get a hold of those folks over in Wisconsin Rapids. But that's coming up tomorrow for the cranberry growers in Wisconsin as we get close to the prettiest harvest of any crop in the world, that cranberry harvest. It is gorgeous to watch. Heat still in the forecast. We'll talk about that as effect on livestock next here on Wax. Today, to show you something else about Pioneer's corn and soybean product development, I'm in Johnston, Iowa. I'm walking into a large, nondescript building. But what's inside is definitely worth describing. This is the insectary. That humming is from an environmental growth chamber. Behind this last set of doors are, you guessed it, insects. Lots of them. Okay, here we go. These insects, along with research data, help pioneer breeders design corn and soybean products to better withstand insect pressure. This knowledge goes back decades and is constantly expanding for the future. The Insectary, another place that makes Pioneer Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, I feel pretty privileged to be able to work in an air-conditioned building when I'm spending my time in La Crosse from the western end of the world's longest barn. This is Caitlin Riley. But on those weekends when I'm back home on the farm, especially recently, it's hard not to complain when we're in that sweltering heat. And a lot of the extra work that goes into our care also goes into making sure our livestock aren't overstressed. And Josh, you had the opportunity to chat with some of the experts about what impacts this can have, even though we're tiptoeing into the fall months. Uh, yeah, Caitlin, I kind of thought we were in the clear there for a little bit. We always said that this was going to be the home stretch. It's the dog days of summer, and it's certainly living up to the expectations. It's, it's Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And like you said, out on the farm, things get real hot. So it's real simple. I spoke with Jennifer Van Oss. She's in the Department of Dairy Science at UW-Madison. And she says that if you're hot, especially this week where we see that it's going to hit 90 just about every single day, chances are 
your dairy cattle are hot. And that can lead to decreased milk production. It can have some psychological effects. And before we got started, I said to her, uh, you know, we, we throw around the word or the term heat stress. But what exactly does heat stress mean just so we're all on the same page? So keeping in mind that my title is that I'm an extension specialist in animal welfare, I do have to put the caveat out there that my interpretation of heat stress differs than what some other experts would use. And that's because I'm coming from this perspective of trying to make sure that the animals have the highest quality of life. So it's not only about production and it's not only about heat exchange from an engineering type perspective. So for me, heat stress actually begins when the animal begins experiencing subjective discomfort and begins to show natural signs of attempting to cope with the heat because cattle have evolved a number of physiological and behavioral strategies to try to reduce their heat stress. But when those are unsuccessful, it can then escalate into more severe heat stress that then impacts productivity and fertility. When talking with some of the dairymen here around Wisconsin, what I have gathered is that one of the biggest mistakes producers make is that they don't really realize that heat stress is starting and then it's too late by the time they can do anything about it. Yeah, and that's a great point. I'm glad you brought it up because a lot of times people use environmental indicators and those can be a really handy rule of thumb. Like this week, we know the weather is going to be quite hot during the day and that at night it won't cool down quite enough to allow cows to dissipate heat. But I'm glad you asked about the signs that cows show because I think that's the most important thing to look out for because different farms have different management and even within the same farm, different cows can respond in different ways. So signs to look out for, some of the early signs would be actually sweating. So cows do sweat, not as efficiently as horses, but that is a way for them to try to evaporate heat. But one of the most conspicuous signs is panting. So this is actually a later sign of more severe heat stress, but once you see panting, you know it's really time to intervene. So when cows are panting, they'll be breathing heavily with perhaps their tongues out, their mouths open, or they'll be drooling or some combination of those signs. So we want to look for earlier signs before you see panting, ideally. So what you'll see is cows showing elevated respiration rates. So as they're breathing and taking a breath in and out, that's one full breath. And once you have cows breathing at 60 breaths per minute or faster, that's a sign that heat stress is starting to occur. So I like 60 because, first of all, it's supported by the research. It's not a magic number, but it's also easy to count because if you count one 1,000 and you have cows that are breathing faster than that, then you know that that's probably a good sign that you need to provide them some assistance. And cows show other behavioral responses. So you'll see them drinking more water, bunching around the water trough, bunching away from the side or the end walls of the barn because this reflects their natural shade-seeking behavior. And you'll also see lower feed intake. So cows will eat less and they'll shift some of their eating behavior towards the nighttime when it's cooler. And you'll also see increased standing and fewer cows lying down. And that's an important concern because in addition to discomfort of heat stress, now they're experiencing discomfort because they're unable to express their natural resting behavior. Yeah, we'll talk combating heat stress in a second, but I kind of want to dial it back and talk about the direct impact it has not only on the animal itself, but then milk production because heat stress, it drastically brings down a cow's milk production, does it not? Yeah, so it's been very well documented that production losses are a natural consequence of heat stress, and this happens for a couple of reasons. So it's unfortunate for the dairy operation, but it's adaptive for the cow. So for the cow, she's constantly producing body heat, and ruminal fermentation as part of digestion produces a lot of heat. And then with lactation, that's also a very energy-intensive process. So when cows are lactating, 
lactating, they produce even more body heat. And so this drop in milk production occurs as part of this cascade of events, beginning with heat stress. So to try to regulate her internal body temperature, a cow will consume less feed so that she then produces less body heat. And that's, that accounts for about half of the loss in milk production, but there are other physiological consequences that also cause milk production to drop. And so it's an unfortunate side effect of the cow trying to maintain a normal core, core body temperature. I'm talking with Dr. Jennifer Van Oss. She is an assistant professor and extension specialist in animal welfare at UW-Madison. Dr. Van Oss, two-part question. First part, what is too hot for dairy cattle? And part two, what is the ideal temperature for dairy cattle? Yeah, that's a good question. And the answer is that it really depends because, as I alluded to earlier, um, the environmental conditions are a good proxy for anticipating heat stress. So looking at the temperatures that we're going to experience this week, we know that we're in this warning zone. And oftentimes we refer to what's called temperature humidity index or THI. And that accounts for the fact that not only the air temperature, but also the relative humidity affects the cow's ability to cope with heat. And then if you're working in a system such as pasture or grazing environment where cows are exposed to the sun, then solar radiation also matters as well. And so commonly people have used a THI threshold of 72 to indicate heat stress, although that threshold has since been lowered to 68 based on newer research. But the caveat is that that's a break point where milk production losses have been seen on average. So that means sometimes they're seen sooner, sometimes they're seen later. But that doesn't mean that that's when cows experience heat stress. So they can experience the discomfort and animal welfare impacts of heat stress even at lower temperature humidity indexes. And so when we're talking about ambient temperature, that's one factor, but if it's gonna be both hot and humid, that compounds the heat stress. And so going into this week, knowing it's going to be hot, it is a really good idea to make sure that your cooling systems are working. And then to also keep an eye on your cows because it may be that your cooling system needs some adjustments to make sure it's really helping your cows cope sufficiently. So what about calf care during this type of heat? Because I have to assume it's the same approach, but you're dealing with uh, something very different. Yeah, I'm so glad you asked about calves. A lot of times people really focus on their lactating animals, which makes sense because they're the money makers at this time, whereas the calves are the future of your herd. And calves, just like adult cows, can experience negative animal welfare consequences with heat stress, but there's just been less research focused on them, but there's been more and more, including in my lab and elsewhere, such as the University of Florida. And what they found recently was that there is a THI breakpoint for calves at around 64 THI, where they show changes in their thermoregulatory responses, such as respiration rate or skin surface temperature. So yes, calves do show the same kinds of signs with heat stress, and it is something we need to be concerned about because the evidence is showing that there's these multi-generational effects where heat stress isn't just an immediate concern, but it can have this cascade affecting their later life productivity and even future generations. So with calves, one important consideration is shade. So if they're not housed in a calf barn and they're out in hutches, depending on the type of hutch you have, you could either be providing shade, so keeping calves from gaining heat from solar radiation, or you could inadvertently create a greenhouse effect where even though the calf is under the shelter of the hutch, they're actually gaining even more heat under there. And again, take care of your livestock no matter what their age group because, uh, again, this hot weather, while it looks like it may break, it's going to be another hot, humid day today well into the 80s. We'll find out uh, how they're doing at the sale barns. Coming up, Rocky's going to join us from Premier Livestock. 
on WAC. Shopping should be fun, but that's tough when you're worried about credit. At Aaron's, we make it quick and easy. Before you go, head to apply.aaron's.com to discover your leasing power. You'll immediately know how much you're approved to lease to own. Just apply from your phone or computer, then visit your local Aaron's to shop top brands like Samsung and GE with the confidence of knowing you're already approved. Aaron's, easy, beautiful, affordable. Approval is valid only to sign store location. Not all stores participating. Approval is not guaranteed. Some restrictions apply. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get down to, or get over to Rocky, over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And uh, they talk about this hot, humid weather, Rocky, and I just got to thinking. I spent time at uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and I know you've got uh, Missouri roots, of course. You want to talk hot and humid, go to Missouri in the summertime, huh? There's no comparison. <laughs> it's really brutal down there, isn't it? I mean, oh, it just to talk about take, it. Take, takes your breath away. And yeah. I always say one thing. You wake up and it's hot. Yeah. It's in Wisconsin. It's nice, cool in the morning. It's cool in the evenings. It's completely different. Yeah, if you if you want to see hot, humid summer, go to Missouri. Wow. It can good get place mad. to stay away from in the summer, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't blame you. All right. Well, you made a good decision to move to Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> what's the sale barn activity been like over at Premier? Uh, thank you, Bob, and uh, good morning, everyone. <laughs> this is how yesterday's uh, dairy cattle auction shaped up at Premier. Uh, we sold 247 head of dairy cattle. Very strong, aggressive market yesterday. Uh, auction featured a pro-cross herd dispersal, an exceptional lineup uh, of cattle and springing heifers. <laughs> Top Supreme Fresh Cows, 1850 to 2500. Uh, many other good cows, 1200 to 18 and a quarter. We sold them top quality spring and heifers. Uh, extremely strong, but guys, like I said, it don't happen every week because the quality was absolutely tremendous. Uh, most of them being AI bred, AI sired, bringing 1300 to 2000. Uh, we had a semi load of 36 spring and heifers out of Minnesota, averaged over 1900. Uh, many of them selling 18 to 2. Uh, other tops, uh, fresh pro cross, uh, we had several top at 2,500. Uh, we had a top Swiss cow at 2,500. We had a top Jersey cross cow at 2,350. Um, Really strong market. Top uh, Jersey fresh heifer was 1,800. Top spring and heifers, like I said, at the top, right up to 2,000. Top Jersey spring and heifers, 1,600. We had breeding bulls to 1,475. Uh, exceptional market all day. Next week, uh, Wednesday dairy cattle auction, we got a complete herd of 50 Holstein dairy cows. Uh, tie stall herd outside daily. Uh, they're AI sired over 50 years. They're right out of Stanley, Wisconsin. Here's 14 fresh two-year-olds, Holstein and Jersey Holstein cross. Uh, parlor freestall from Utterfold Dairy. Here's 12 fancy registered <coughs> Holsteins, uh, two-year-olds, parlor freestall. They're coming from So Fine Bovine, uh, plus uh, lots more, including some fancy spring and heifers. Today, Thursday, uh, sheep, goat, and hog auction. That gets underway at 11 o'clock. We'll go to calves and market cattle after that. Uh, but a nice run of sheep and goats for that sale today. Uh, we're going to have our special feeder cattle, bred stock cow, cow-calf pair auction, beef breeding bull auction. That's going to be next Tuesday. Uh, we got several bunches of cow-calf pairs, including a very fancy bunch of red Angus cow-calf pairs. Um, also, uh, coming up, machinery auction, October 9th. Uh, we are taking in consignments daily. So that's the way it's shaped up, Bob. So you're not going to the Lake of the Ozarks anytime soon? No. Nope, not planning on it. 
Oh, that's good. All right. So you got uh, I, like, long... I like I like going in the winter when it's not ice. <laughs> yeah, but that you know a lot of people don't realize how big that lake is. That's unbelievable how long that lake is. Yep. God, yep. It's that's a, for sure. It's a fun place to vacation. We did take weekend leaves and we go to the Lake of the Ozarks in the summertime and changed a lot of attitudes. That's for sure. All right. All right. Enjoy it, Rocky. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there. And, of course, he's at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Well, it looks like uh, the weather's going to start cooling off, but today still looks like it's going to be rather warm. Kelly Slifka's over at Skywarn 13 as we're about 24 minutes before 6 o'clock. Or 26 minutes. I'm on the wrong side of the 7 this morning. But uh, Kelly is with us. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. And it does look like, uh, did it, how hot did it get yesterday? Because I got to say, I know it was hot and humid, but it wasn't, it wasn't unbearable. No, the humidity had dropped a little bit. Okay. It was kind of humid in the morning. I noticed this too, just being out. And then during the late afternoon, it kind of dropped. And yeah. We had some drier, we had that wind mixing in, and I think yep. it dro- dropped in some dry air from aloft. So that's why it kind of dried out a little bit. Yeah, it didn't feel bad at all. So anyway, but what do we got? One, but one more. Warm, humid day, and then breaking up a little bit? Yeah, it'll be still a little bit muggy tomorrow, but after that, you're definitely going to see the uh, drop in humidity for the weekend. Uh, This morning, we had a few showers with a very weak cold front. I hate to call it a cold front, but it did did produce a couple of showers overnight. Very light, uh, mainly just a hundredth of an inch or less than that, trace amounts. But behind it, the wind will be out of the northeast as opposed to the southwest like we saw yesterday. Still going to be humid, even though this front is sinking down in the south, and any kind of cloud cover that we have this morning should be clearing out as skies turn mostly mostly sunny. Still going to be warm as we get up to 86, and you'll still notice that humidity making it feel like low 90s in some areas today. Tonight, partly cloudy skies. Late tonight, this will be at well after midnight. We'll have a good chance for some showers and thunderstorms, and boy, do we need some of that rain. Overnight low down to 66. Any uh, morning showers and storms should end tomorrow, then partly cloudy. Uh, a little cooler, but still a little bit muggy, 77. The humidity drops by later Friday, Friday night going into Saturday. A nice weekend headed away, just beautiful weather. Mostly sunny on Saturday, 77. Mostly sunny on Sunday, high of 76. Right now in Eau Claire, 71 degrees. I'm Scott Warren, 13, meteorologist Kelly Slifka. Check pretty area-wide rain overnight and into early tomorrow? Yeah, it looks like I think everybody will see something. Some okay. will see more than others, obviously. Very good. Thanks, Kelly. You bet. Kelly Slifka over there at Sky Warren, 13, looking at our weather information this morning now we're 24 minutes before six o'clock now i'm on the right side of the seven and uh, also on the right side of the news because mr scott rejoins us sir how you doing oh i'm on the right side of the seven that's for sure all right you finished that first pot of uh your breakfast blend or whatever it is from revolution coffee guilty you caught me i just poured the last cup out of that first pot so well, there you go all right well yep should be ready to go. All right. You should be all oiled up to give us some more news. What's going on? Uh, Kenosha saw mostly subdued protests last night after three nights of protest and violence following Sunday's police shooting of Jacob Blake. There are no reports of any major disruptions or outbreaks of violence last night. There were more National Guard troops on the ground last night than in the past nights, 
and Kenosha leaders say they're strictly enforcing the city's curfew. That 17-year-old accused of shooting three people during Kenosha's violent Tuesday night is looking at first-degree homicide charges. Police in Antioch, Illinois, arrested Kyle Rittenhouse yesterday. Protesters in Kenosha have filed the first, or rather prosecutors in Kenosha have filed the first-degree homicide charge, but they have to wait until Rittenhouse is back in Kenosha to formally file those charges. Online videos appear to show Rittenhouse, who told the reporter he was with the local militia, shoot two people late, or, uh, late on Tuesday night. Another person was shot and killed during that event. Milwaukee sports teams are taking a stance in the name of Jacob Blake. Both the Milwaukee Bucks and the Milwaukee Brewers yesterday refused to play their games. The Bucks were the first to be no-shows for their Game 5 matchup with Orlando or in Orlando against the Magic. The Brewers then canceled their game with the Reds at Miller Park. All of the other NBA games were canceled after those teams took similar stances. And there are discussions about whether the NBA will be resuming their playoff series. Eau Claire County's health director says nobody should be playing football, soccer, or volleyball this fall. City County Health Director Lisa Gizzi yesterday said she's recommending against high-risk sports being played. Gizzi said she isn't banning them. She's recommending against them. She said there's no way to keep six feet of social distancing while playing a sport such as football. The Wisconsin Department of Health Services yesterday reported 768 new coronavirus cases in the state. There were six new coronavirus deaths reported yesterday in Wisconsin, taking the state's coronavirus death toll to 1,100. And on a much brighter note, Riverfront Park in Chippewa Falls is now award-winning. The Wisconsin Main Street organization gave Riverside Park the 2019 award for the best public improvement in the state. The park was recognized for the values it increased and aesthetic improvements it's brought to the city. And, boy, if you folks haven't stopped by there on a nice summer afternoon and sat there along the riverside it's uh, a peaceful place let me tell you uh when we need that right now <laughs> yeah we really do and uh, they've improved that since uh it's had a, a lot of looks since i came yep. here in 1977 but uh this is probably the best look it's ever had it really looks nice so that's good it really is yeah and i tell you i don't know some of these schools are going to be playing football the high schools but none in Eau Claire, but uh, Big Rivers is still Menominee, Rice Lake, River Falls. Yep. I haven't heard of all of them are going to be playing. But, uh, yeah, the last I knew it was Eau Claire District and Lacrosse saying, let's move it to spring. And uh, Wausau the other night, another of the large regional districts, uh, voted to have fall, fall football. So, yeah, so I know my grandson over at Marshfield is getting all set to go he's pushing cars up and down the street this summer yet uh getting ready for football well i hope they're not in park but he well that's i told him when he gets to be a senior he'll be pushing it while it's in park yeah. probably as long as it's not his car so grandpa can get him a decent one all right sir we'll uh we'll let you go and check in with you later on we will very good there goes mr scott and we've got uh markets to get to this morning and we'll do that next right here on wax as we're about 19 minutes before six o'clock 71 degrees looking for 86 today partly sunny
As we get towards midnight and into early tomorrow morning, it looks like we'll have some rain through the area. Today, to show you something else about Pioneer's corn and soybean product development, I'm in Johnston, Iowa. I'm walking into a large, nondescript building. But what's inside is definitely worth describing. This is the insectary. That humming is from an environmental growth chamber. Behind this last set of doors are, you guessed it, insects. Lots of them. Okay, here we go. These insects, along with research data, help pioneer breeders design corn and soybean products to better withstand insect pressure. This knowledge goes back decades and is constantly expanding for the future. The Insectary, another place that makes Pioneer Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. For those who work in acres... Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to the sale barns. A lot of activity yesterday. Let's go up to the barren barn first. Cull cows, we topped out at 72 with a top 20% sawn from 63 to 69.50. 60% sold from 53 to 61. And the bottom 20% was selling from 52 and down. Cull bulls today were selling from 73 to 93. Quality Holstein bull calves were selling from 50 to 120. We topped out at 122.50. Quality Holstein heifer calves were selling from 20 and down. Enlightened poor quality calves were selling from 45 and down. If you have any questions about today's sale, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. Thank you and have a good day. The T.J. Martell Foundation is there for cancer patients. Help make a difference in the fight against cancer and fund the doctors who save lives. Donate at tjmartell.org. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And more equity reports. Let's go down to Sparta at the equity barn there. Here's Scott Herman with what happened yesterday. Slaughter cow market was steady with 20% of the cows selling 60 to 73. 60% of the cows sold 50 to 62. And 20% of the cows sold 50 and down. Slaughter bulls were steady with high-yielding bulls 80 to 90. Canner and utility bulls and bulls over 2,200 discounted. Fed cattle were steady to strong today. Choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 102 to 110.75. Select to choice beef steers and heifers, 95 to 102. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 95 to a dollar. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 92 to 98.50. Your choice Holstein steers, 84 to 92. And the standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 82 and down. Replacement calves were steady with the top Holstein bull calves, a dollar to a dollar 20. Your Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 50. And the beef calves, 170 to 260. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Wednesday, August 26th. Have a great day. You have a great day, too, Scott. Let's get over now to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Jerry, you got relatives in Louisiana, don't you? Have you heard from them? Are they in the eye of the storm? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Uh, oh, yeah, I got a lot of cousins down there. Uh, and actually, I did speak to them earlier this week, and, of course, they were getting prepared. But where this uh, hurricane came ashore earlier this morning was west of where they live, but uh, they're kind of either on the back side of it or whatever you want to call it. They're, 
they're getting inundated with the with the. I'm sure they got high winds too, but the rain is the big thing where they live. It's it's. Then I mean, we're not talking a couple inches. We've been looking at eight to ten inches in certain areas there. So it's uh, you know, they're at sea level anyway. So it's uh, you know, like uh, they're they just pretty much hunker right down and. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, don't. hopefully they'll survive it and won't be. Uh, Hurt too bad. Uh, that's that's got to be tough looking. I mean, you sit there two or three days ago. No, this thing is going to hit us and but you know, change our life forever. And uh, it's just hard to believe to live through those things. Uh, hopefully, everybody is safe down there. Well, we better get to work here. What's going on at the sale barn in Stratford so far this week? All right, Bob, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the market cow auction. Uh, cows continue to be in good demand, a fully steady trend on yesterday's sale. Higher-yielding utility cows were selling from 64 to 73. We topped yesterday at 74 and a half. Uh, most of the cows, your average cows, continue to sell from 47 to 63. Thin cows, like carcass cows, $46 and below. On the bull trade, uh, better quality bulls, mostly from 83 to 93. Lighter weight bulls, 77 and back. On the fat cattle trade, good uh, demand continues on these fat Holstein steers. Uh, choice grading Holsteins are selling mostly from uh, 84 to 95. Very fancy, high-yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins on yesterday's auction from 95 to 99 and a half. And your underfinished cattle uh, and big, heavy, overfinished cattle, $80 and below. Now into the calf market, uh, Holstein bull calves weighing 9,230 pounds, mostly from 70 to 135. Uh, top this week on the bull calves at 150. Heifer calves, uh, uh, generally a very poor demand, $50 and below. Beef calves in good demand, 120 up to 270 on yesterday's auction. Well, today, Thursday here at Stratford, we get underway this morning at 11 o'clock. We sell market cattle today and, of course, baby calves. Just want to uh, take a peek ahead at the next week, uh, upcoming sales next uh, week here at Equity Stratford, uh, full marketing week, of course, uh, and Labor Day is, is late this year, so we're about one week away from that yet. But anyway, our next hay sale will be next Tuesday, September 1st. Our next dairy sale also next Tuesday, September 1st. As part of that dairy sale, we do have a leader dispersal of uh, Jersey cows and also Jersey heifers. And again, uh, we'll have more to say about this, but information on this herd is on our website. Very, very nice herd of Jersey cows. So if you folks are in the Jersey business, great opportunity here. And again, that sale will be next Tuesday, September 1st here at Stratford. So, Bob, that's uh, all we have this morning. Again, uh, like I said, all this information is on our website, Equity Corp. Click on the Stratford page, or you can call 715-687-4101 and... Uh, we're talking about September already, Bob. Yeah, it's uh, not far away. As you mentioned, Labor Day, that's, uh, yeah, it's getting close. But uh, it has been a summer to remember, that's for sure. They talk about the summers back in the 30s and the, all that stuff. They got nothing on us here in 2020. But we'll Bob, make her through. you want to remember 2020, I just as soon forget it. Well, that's <laughs> for sure. But it'll be, uh, it'll be one of those memories with an asterisk. Have a good one, Jer. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Bob. You and Scott enjoy the day. Will do. There's Mr. Fitzgerald. We've got 71 degrees, 86, partly sunny. Another nice day today. I'm Dr. Amar Habib with Advent Health. Balancing taking care of yourself and others hasn't been easy lately, but it's okay to take care of you. We want you to know we're ready when you're ready. We're taking every precaution, social distancing, wearing masks, checking staff and patient temperatures daily, and quarantining patients when we need to. So you can put your health first and feel safe in our care. Let's start healing. 
Learn more at AdventHealth.com. The T.J. Martell Foundation is there for cancer patients. Help make a difference in the fight against cancer and fund the doctors who save lives. Donate at TJMartell.org. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, let's get over to Tree Livestock now. Tree in the Thorpe area and Michelle joins us. Well, what would you do yesterday to enjoy the day before you got into your air-conditioned office for the sale? I, I honestly had to put a coat on for a while. I just, <laughs> it's hard. I just, I cannot go between an air-conditioned room and an un-air-conditioned room. And it was actually beautiful, I thought, in the afternoon. It was cooler. I, I mean, I could tell the humidity dropped. I'm sure a lot of people probably didn't, but I did. So, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was actually kind of nice out, so. How do you, how much do you crank the air-conditioning up in the office? What do you get her down to? You know what? I don't even know. Greg, Greg takes care of that. Sometimes I shut it off, and then he comes back and turns it back on, so I don't know. <laughs> if he hears from you, he knows he doesn't have it right, huh? Uh, yeah, I just think, I just think uh, I don't know. I probably at like 5 o'clock, 5.30, probably would have shut it off and just opened up the windows, but I know everybody else probably would have killed me, so I, I think just they left it on, so... <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you made it through the sale and nobody uh, did any physical harm to you. So you can report for us what happened last night. All right. Thank you, Bob. I'll tell you all about it. Coming up the sale from Wednesday, August 26th at Tree and Livestock Market in the Slavic Market. We capped at 69 and a half with the consignment by B&B Farms of Greenwood. 81% of the cows sold from 48 and up. Market cows were 62 to 69. Low mark, low yielding cows, 48 to 61. Thin and weak cows, 46 and down. In the Holstein steer market choice, 80 to 93 selects were 78 and down. For beef head steers and heifers choice, 87 to 96 selects were 86 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef heads came in at 80 to 94 and a half. The utilities at 78 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull cows sold from 70 to 106 dollars per head. We topped at 109 with a consignment by Marvin Beachy of Gilman. Lighter and lower quality calves. $30 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were $25 to $65 per head. Beef calves 90 to 240 per head. In the hog market, butch hogs, there was no test. Sows were 20 to 26. Boars were nine and a half and down. Our next will be Monday, August 31st. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have a question or you'd like an on-farm visit, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And of course, check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. Hey, you have a good one too. It looks like after today you might be able to turn the air conditioning off for the Monday sale. It's barely gonna get seventy. I know, I see that. You know, and you can just can you it's been like a week or two. You can can still fall in the air. Yeah, you really can. Yeah, you can, that's for yeah. sure. Well, whatever it is you enjoy, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Take care. There she goes. That's Michelle at Treat Livestock and Thorpe. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's FocusOnEnergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. 
Central Livestock Association is your full-service livestock market with sale barns in Zambroda, Albany, and Rock Creek. Central Livestock has been in the business of marketing your livestock successfully for almost 100 years, so you know they know the business. They handle all species of livestock with special sales each week, Monday through Thursday. To find out more about their sales schedule, call Zambroda toll-free at 1-877-732-7305. That number again is 1-877-732-7305. Trust your livestock to the professional at Central Livestock. And let's get to Central Livestock of Zambrota Sale Barn. Here's Pat Mickla. In the cattle division, the Choice and Prime Beef Steers are bringing a dollar one to a dollar nine seventy-five with the mixed grading steers ninety-three to a dollar. Choice and Prime Heifers from a dollar to a dollar eleven and a quarter. Mixed grading from seventy-five to ninety-nine fifty. And Choice and Prime Holstein Steers eighty-six to ninety-four seventy-five. Select and choice from 70 to 85. Market cows are ranging mostly from 45 to 57.50, with the high-yielding cows up to 56 to 70. We have market bulls ranging mostly from 69 to 95. And in the hog division in Albany, market hogs were trading at 32, light sows 13 to 14, heavy sows 15 to 16, and all-weight boars bringing a nickel. At the Tuesday feeder pig auction in Zambroda, we had a very light test. We had some feeder pigs in up to 60 pounds, bringing 20 to $40. And we had some 60 to 80 pounders at $30 per head. And looking at the sheep and goat division, market lambs, the new crop lambs that are $1.17 to $1.36. We have old crop lambs at $1.10 to $1.17. Feeder lambs, 50 to 70 pounds, brought $1.35 to $1.98 with the 70 to 90 pound feeder lambs from $1.40 to $1.70. Slaughter use utility and goods range from 65 to 87.50 with the thin and cull use 25 to 60. And in the goat division, small goats in that weighed 40 to 60 pounds, they were bringing from 20 to $135. 70 to 90 pound goats were at 135 to 160. We had goats 90 to 100 pounds at 195 to 280 dollars, and the nanny goats they range from 100 to 285 dollars per head. Synergy Cooperative encourages all of Northwest Wisconsin to do their part during this unprecedented time, keeping safe and also supporting our local businesses. And should you need anything at this time, Synergy Co-op has all their businesses open with extra safety measures in place. That includes the feed stores, agronomy offices, hardware stores, auto repair shops, propane service gas stations, and convenience stores, and even their drive through restaurants like A&W. Customer-owned, community-minded, Synergy Co-op. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the Synergy Market Report has December corn this morning a fraction higher at 355. The oats up two at 266. December wheat up one at 541. November beans up four at nine twenty eight. Meal for October down a dime at two ninety four twenty. Country elevator prices: Dimmer's Grain Service, Holman, Buck Country Grain, and Arcadia. Corn delivered to those elevators today at two ninety six a bushel. The soybeans at eight eighty five. On the DTN screen, corn at Golden Plump is two ninety six today at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo. Two eighty nine for the corn and eight seventy eight for the soybeans. Stevens Point has soybeans at eight fifty three. At Elk Mound, the corn is two ninety nine and the soybeans eight seventy eight. Sparta's corn is three oh two. The soybeans eight sixty eight. And over at Ellsworth, corn is two eighty one. The beans eight seventy eight. Ethanol plants, Boysville corn three eleven. Stanley three oh six. 
New Richmond Grain Facility, 296. Barrel cheese up three and a quarter at 143 and three quarters. The blocks up four and a quarter at 187 and a quarter. Butter down to at a dollar and a half. August class three, 1959. That was unchanged. September was down 72 at 1583. October down 12 at 1754. November also at 1754, down 33. December down 40 at 1707. 71 degrees. We've got another warm day today, 86. Chance of rain later on overnight. And temperatures cooling off into the 70s. Bertrang Roofing at Hotmail.com for free estimates. Bertrang Roofing at Hotmail.com. Wax, wax. 